But sometimes we are like that scientist, that great intellectual man that he was, and we want to just sit there and watch what God is doing in the world and not lift a finger to help God to accomplish his tasks, his desires, his hopes, his dreams for this world. Balance is what Jesus is talking about. Welcome to Tea with the Preacher, the message series from Fairfield Presbyterian Church in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Today is Sunday, February 26, 2023, the first Sunday in the season of Lent. Pastor Steve concludes our series on the Great I Ams with a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Jesus explains relationship through this analogy, I am the vine. We are moving uh, today into the first Sunday of Lent. Uh, it is a tradition for all of the Christian church to celebrate Lent. And some aspects of the Christian church, they also add you know, some disciplines to the season of Lent, uh, giving up things, chocolate, ice cream, you know, that sort of stuff. But I want you to know this. I know it's not a big part of the Protestant side of the house to do that. But if you happen to be one of those people who has made such a commitment, Lent is 40 days. It does not include Sundays. Sundays are not a part of Lent. That's why we say it's the first Sunday in Lent. It is not the first Sunday of Lent. So, having given you that loophole, go home, have all the chocolate, have all the ice cream, everything you want to do this afternoon. It's all, it's all yours to do that. But it is a season of discipline, no matter whether it's Sunday or the other 40 days. And so it's appropriate for us to be wrapping up our series of sermons on the great I Ams on this first Sunday of Lent before we get into our uh, Lenten sermons, uh, sermon series. Because, as you noticed, as we were going through the great I Ams, each one of them was a way of Jesus Christ explaining to us helping us to see, helping us to understand who God is. And our understanding of Jesus then being enhanced and recognizing the fact that Jesus is the perfect revelation of the personhood of God. And each aspect has been a, a different glimpse, a different glance at who God is and what we need to know and to understand about God as revealed to us in the person and work of Jesus Christ. But now today's, today's takes an interesting turn because out of all of the I am's, this is the one that draws us in. You cannot just do an intellectual understanding of who God is. You cannot do just an intellectual intellectual understanding of the person and work of Jesus Christ. This is the I am that brings us into the picture to help us to see who it is that we are 
in relationship with the one who is the great I am. So listen carefully. We're going to read the first five verses of the Gospel according to John 15th chapter. These words that Jesus spoke. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. May the Lord bless this a portion from his holy word. Now this, this is a challenging passage for pastors. And I know I shouldn't be speaking for Mike. Because pastors don't always read this correctly. Apart from me, you can do nothing, Jesus said. Unfortunately, most pastors that I have known, myself included, start to think that that is a statement we are making. Apart from me, God's kingdom will never be exemplified on earth. Apart from me, we're never going to get anywhere that the whole work of the church falls right here. That if we don't do that one more telephone call before we go home, if we don't do that one stop to see somebody that we need to see, if we don't spend that, that extra hour in study, if we don't do this, if we don't do that, if we don't accomplish this, then the kingdom of God is never going to come on earth. If we don't get that next task done, then the church is going to fall apart because it's all reliant upon what I'm doing. I'm not proud of that. I'm just telling you, it's a fact that many, if not most, all of us pastors have that sense in our minds that apart from me, God can do nothing. Sounds stupid when you say it out loud, doesn't it? Because it is stupid. It's not what Jesus is saying here. And the opposite is not true either. It's not about us sitting back and watching and waiting for God to do God's work in the world. We are not spectators. We are not ones who are called to sit back and go, Ooh, nice work, God. Thank you for doing that. I always remember when I was in, in seminary, a couple of other guys and myself had a painting contracting business. We would paint the Soviet Union because they told him what he was going to study 
They told him what his job was going to be. They told him what he was going to have to do at that job. They told him what he was going to have to research and so on. He says, and I came to America to be free. And so he got this job with AT&T and wanted to do his research in one area. They wanted him to do his research in another area. He was now unemployed. And so we got to watch him during the course of the days that we were there painting his house, a nice little uh, two-story house there in New Jersey. And we got to watch him as the summertime. That's when we did our painting. We got to watch him because every day we got there at 7 a.m. About 8 o'clock, 9 came out, sat in the backyard, had a nice little lounge chair set up, a little table next to it with a number of books, doing research and reading and, and so on. He would sit there and he would read all day long, whatever he wanted to read, whatever he wanted to study. He was enjoying his freedom. But now the kicker was this. He had a wife and three little children. And he didn't lift a finger. He was enjoying his freedom and doing nothing. But his poor wife was corralling the three little kids. And at 10 o'clock every morning, she would bring him out an iced tea or a lemonade and a little snack. At noon, she would come out right on the button with another glass of something to drink, a nice sandwich, some chips, maybe some fresh fruit. Two o'clock, she would come out with a lemonade or an iced tea and a little snack in the afternoon. And at five o'clock, she would come out and invite him in for dinner with the family. We were there seven to seven. We did 12-hour days back when I could handle a 12-hour day of working. And it was just fascinating to watch how he was doing nothing. Debbie, how long would that have lasted in our house? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. But sometimes we are like that scientist, that, that, that great intellectual man that he was, and we want to just sit there and watch what God is doing in the world and not lift a finger to help God to accomplish his tasks, his desires, his hopes, his dreams for this world. The balance is what Jesus is talking about. I am the vine. You are the branches. We are so interconnected with Jesus Christ and in His work that whatever we are doing, we are doing it together. All of it doesn't fall on our shoulders. But all of us have a part in doing the work of the kingdom in the here and now. All of us ought to be so connected with Jesus Christ that the riffraff, the, the, the stuff that should be jettisoned from our lives is gone so that we have the ability to do what it is we are called to do with our lives. We should be so in tune with the person and work of Jesus Christ that we reflect His work, His will, in how we are doing our lives 
day in and day out. And as we do that, and as we do that, then we are better able to see what God is doing in and through us. That we are so intertwined, so connected with the person and work of Jesus Christ that our lives begin to reflect. Our lives begin to show. Our lives begin to exhibit what it is that we are called to do. Who it is that we are called to be in the here and now. That we bear fruit. That the work that God is calling us to do is shown in the way that we live our lives on a daily basis. It's not that the kingdom of God is wholly on our shoulders. And it's not that the kingdom of God is something that God will do. But we are co-workers in God's kingdom in the here and the now. Using His love, His strength, His grace, His mercy, flowing through our lives the same way that the nutrients flow through the vine and the branches to bear fruit. We are so connected, so much a part of who God is in this world that we begin to bear fruit. We begin to show the person and work of God in this world through the way that we live, through the words that we speak, through the acts of generosity, through the acts of kindness, through the acts of mercy that God is seen in and through us. And His kingdom becomes a little more real to those who are around us because of our ability to be so connected that we begin to bear fruit, the fruit that God wants us to do and needs us to be. Would you pray with me? Almighty and ever-loving God, You have called us. You have chosen us. You have engrafted us on to Yourself. Let us, O oh Lord, to become the people that reflect Your love, Your mercy, Your grace in this world today so that others might see in us a glimpse of your kingdom in the here and the now. We pray all this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tea with the Preacher. To find more information about Fairfield, visit our website at fairfieldpcusa.org. Next Sunday, we begin our Lenten series, Good question. As Pastor Steve asks, what risks? If you like what you've heard today, we invite you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your favorite listening app.